The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello and welcome back to another session of the Evolving Chair Podcast with your host, Lakeisha. So I'm just really enjoying this sunshine and the warm weather. So it's making me really excited for spring. <laughs> I'm like, spring is almost here. Um, but last weekend, I actually got to see A Wrinkle in Time. I really loved, um, I really loved it. And I encourage anybody that has kids and I'm just thinking for the messaging maybe like fourth grade on up so that would be maybe like eight years old and up just for them to understand the the message behind it because it was centered around like some bullying and just like being your own person and being comfortable and confident in your own skin um and knowing that you can do anything that you put your mind to also um another part just for parents like it highlighted how sometimes us as parents can get involved in our own stuff or our own heads and kind of forget what's most important in our life so I encourage everybody to go see that a wrinkle in time it was really good but my kids liked it so I was excited about that so yes so go see that but for pop therapy today we're going to just talk a little bit about um Oprah Winfrey she did a 60 minute segment um on trauma-informed care and she came back to Milwaukee and talked about two organizations and so just seeing that and for some of you who don't know trauma-informed care it, it is a model that um helps people understand more better how to um interact and and understand traumas that may have happened to people and to to be more sensitive and so again it's it's looking at the why and not like oh did you see what he just did or what he just said but why are they behaving like this or and why did that happen for them to behave like this so again looking at that why piece of things and so I'm just really excited for it because um having somebody of this caliber um highlight trauma-informed care um I think raises a lot of awareness just within the community itself and especially for her highlighting you know Milwaukee and you know um Oprah talked touched a little bit about her childhood and her um traumatic experiences that she's had so I was really excited about that um I'm not sure it may be on YouTube for those of you who didn't catch it but I would encourage you guys just to kind of go back and look at it and granted it was just like um it was a short segment um so I don't think it really did its justice in terms of um, really helping people to really understand trauma-informed care or how they can get a part of it or get training and things like that. But, you know, definitely if you're interested in your organization being more trauma-informed care or your school, you can definitely connect with me at Lakeisha at TheEvolvingChair.com. But today I'm going to have a great, great guest. Her name is Leslie Garcia, and she is a licensed clinical social worker who's a first-generation American born in New York City to immigrant parents from the Dominican Republic. Leslie has a passion to help women entrepreneurs who are struggling behind the scenes with the mental challenges that are often associated with business ownership and professional leadership, which is how she birthed her private practice counseling space. So I can't wait for you guys to hear the knowledge that Leslie will be sharing. She's such a sweetheart. And so we'll be right back with Leslie Garcia after this. 
For you, the listeners of the Evolving Chair podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free their service. Personally, I recommend Soar by Bishop T.D. Jakes. If you're feeling stuck with getting your business off the ground or taking it to the next level, this is the book for you. It will surely have you soaring high like eagles. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com backslash T-E-C-P-O-D. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash T-E-C-P-O-D for your free audiobook today. And we are back with my beautiful guest, Miss Leslie Garcia, licensed clinical social worker. You want to say hi to the TEC listeners? Hello, everyone. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm so grateful that you said yes. And, you know, just even in our conversations, like we talk and we connect. And so, you know, I'm just like, I definitely got to have her on to talk about women and entrepreneurship. And you Thank are the you. perfect person to do that. So <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So before we dive a little too deep into it, I just wanted to, you know, give people some stats that I came across um, some articles with 30 percent of entrepreneurs were reporting a lifetime history of depression. 29% mm-hmm. are reporting that they're dealing with ADHD, so attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and 27% shared feelings of anxiety in some form. And so um, I just wanted to like kind of lay those facts out there for people so they'll kind of get an idea of like where we're going in terms of our mental wellness and entrepreneurship and how the two coincide. Um, But before we do, Leslie, can you give us a little background on you? Just like how did you even start within wanting to work with individuals and helping them be their best selves mentally? Um, And then how did you focus your niche on women and entrepreneurship? So if you could take us a little back to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So again, I'm the owner of Counseling Space, and it is a mental wellness practice, and we're based out of New York, um, and we're also licensed to treat individuals in Georgia as well. And I tell people, ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted to open up people and fix the inside. Hmm. I didn't know that's what a surgeon does. I did not know anything about mental health, but I always wanted to go inside of people's minds or bodies and make them feel better. Um, So that was always my dream as a little girl. And so I guess as I got older, I understood, okay, that involves medicine or being a doctor. So it didn't lead to that point, but I was always very passionate about healthcare, sciences, And I studied psychology in college, Mm -hmm. and my counselor was a mental health provider. So she introduced me to the world of social work. I'm a licensed clinical social worker out of New York and Georgia. And so she introduced me to all the great work that social workers can do in the different settings that we can work in. And as I started to evolve in my career, I worked in the criminal justice and substance abuse, and also Mm. with 9-11 responders, I just really started working with amazing mental health providers. Mm -hmm. And I pursued, I pursued my graduate studies in social work. And and here I am, I'm a licensed clinical social worker, owner of a practice. 
And of course, when I opened my practice, and I'm sure many people can identify, we want to help every single one, right? right. Every single yeah. one, that's what we want to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we're not taught in school how to run a business. We are taught mm-hmm. how to save lives, right? How yeah. to yeah. Uh, do community organizing. So all everything related to um, as far as helping and empowering communities. And when I opened my practice, I realized, okay, that can't, I can't help everyone. Mm. And as I started to advance in my business, I noticed that there were many surprises I, were, I was not expecting. You have to wear multiple hats. Mm-hmm. Um, people were many business owners or just overall, you don't hear what's going on behind the scenes as a business owner. And mm. what you do hear often is, okay, well, how to make a million dollars in two weeks. And you, all you have to do is follow these steps and you'll be <laughs> successful. And so we, right, and I felt that that was misleading. And so I got to a point, I said, I don't know if this is me. I can definitely help people. That's what I was trained to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I studied, but not so much the business aspect. Mm-hmm. So I took a step back and just started doing some research and, and seeing how, people in business deal with this stress or Mm. if anyone is talking about it. And that's when the wake-up call came to me and I embraced the challenge and I said, well, you know what? I will be serving women entrepreneurs who are going through the stress behind the scenes that's impacting their business. Mm. Um, And ever since I shifted myself in that role, it was was just amazing. It's a lot of people... Uh, were very open to it, thought it was a great idea, mm-hmm. um, and it's needed. So this is where I'm at. That's my. That's really my core niche at this point in time. Awesome, awesome. I love it. I definitely love Thank it because I know you are doing some great things, you know, to help us women who are in um, entrepreneurship, you know, kind of have it leveled out to have a nice, healthy balance. And so, yeah. um, Leslie, if we can talk a little more about what is that relationship um, with your mental health and entrepreneurship? What does that look like? So when you have those individuals who come in, what is that relationship that you talk to them about? Because, you know, some people might think of it as twofold per se to be like, oh, you know, my mental wellness isn't impacted by me owning my own business, having to um, worry about employees or, or meeting these benchmarks or goals set for my company. Mm-hmm. So there's a strong education system just to educate them about it. Um, and as you may know that a lot of people who come to see us as mental health providers, people come to see us under crisis. Yeah. Um, so the research shows that it takes approximately eight years or five to eight years for someone to finally seek therapy. Mm. And really the message that I want to share, particularly with women entrepreneurs, is not, not to even wait to that point because... Mm-hmm a stress factor to a uh, trigger to, to your mental health is owning a business. That can be a huge, a huge mm-hmm. trigger to your mental health. And so to take a proactive approach is very, is very key. And so the education part where the stress is coming in, um, facing challenges as well, um, really looking into the strengths and emphasizing your strengths and not so much your challenges. Um, so there's so much education, um, solution-focused strategies with uh, women entrepreneurs so they can, you know, they can feel empowered as well. Mm-hmm. But I really want to 
have a message and just really spread the awareness not only about the importance of mental health, but not to wait until crisis comes, right? Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of times, oftentimes when people open up a business, it's common to have the following team members. It may be common to have your attorney or your right. accountant or virtual mm-hmm. assistant, your IT person, graphic artist, but no one that's dealing with their mindset and their mm-hmm. wellness is not part of their team. And I want that to be uh, part of their team. I want that to be very open and direct that this is, you need someone to assess, mm-hmm. um, put you, right, put yes. you in a place where you're accountable for your mm-hmm. mental health and say, you know, if you keep this up, this is where it will lead. Mm-hmm. Um, if it impacts your mental health, it is going to impact your business, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's really the message that I would love to to share with women entrepreneurs. And overall, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, the fact that you are a woman, mm-hmm. you are at risk. Yes. For certain mental health conditions, you're more at risk to suffer from depression and anxiety, just the fact that you are a woman mm-hmm. as well. I'm very passionate about it because as I was doing my research and did the shift to focus on this, this particular population, there's the wage gap. Mm-hmm. Right? right now mm-hmm. is 78 cents for every dollar that the man makes. Mm-hmm. However, you break it down based on race, it's lower. When you break it down with women of color, it gets lower. It's not Mm. 78 cents. And one powerful way to close the wage gap is to own your own business for Mm. several reasons. You have control of your finance. Mm -hmm. There's that freedom. Also, women who have businesses tend to hire other women. So you have an impact on other women's finances as well. Um, Because if we rely on society to close the wage gap, you're waiting for approximately 40 years, if Mm. if it ever happens, to close the wage gap and have equal pay. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And and just a little side caveat, you know, research is showing that now more than ever is a good opportune time for um, women of color to be in Mm -hmm. business, you know, to be entrepreneurs. So you know <laughs> no it's, it's growing it's definitely it's definitely growing so this is this is definitely a good time for those women who are thinking about having a business or expanding or in business have have your team and and make sure that that team includes someone to make sure that you are mentally okay mm. um so yeah yeah have that that person on your side yeah. And and because we're talking about, you know, having a team of people, we know many of the times um, and you, women of color, um, especially mm-hmm. we are like, I'm every woman. I can do every single role. Yes, <laughs> I yes, don't I don't yeah. need a team. Can But can we talk about because I'm pretty sure you have those women that do come to you and they owe one woman show and you'd be like but you can't do it all and it's okay, but it's a reflection of how they operate in their personal life, which now is transpired into their, how they operate their business. So you, can you talk to us a little about that and like what um, tools or techniques that you help those women get so they know, okay, I don't have to do this alone. Like I think, and, and how it, how it mirrors what their personal Mm -hmm. life looks like. Absolutely. Absolutely. So having having that session and understanding where that 
where does that come from, mm-hmm. right? What's the fear? So we tap into that, you have to tap into that. Um, and then there's the time management. We talk about a time, a- time management model that I actually learned from my mentor, and it's called the, the four Ds, the do now, delay, ditch, and delegate. Mm. Uh, and we And I love it. I really love it, and I teach that to my clients as well. Um, so delegating tends to be one that they're, you know, a lot of my clients are more receptive. So we look at your tribe, who's part of your circle that you can delegate to mm-hmm. um, different tasks. It can be both professional or personally that you can delegate. And just really looking at the bigger picture when you incorporate these tools and have um, a level of self-awareness how it gets you closer to your destination where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look at, um, or even bag lady, I think of the bag lady, mm-hmm. Erica Badu. Think of yeah. you going to the grocery store and your intention is only to buy three items. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> these uh, other items are on sale, the snacks, it looks good, you're hungry. <laughs> And you're coming out of the supermarket with all of these items. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you carry all of these bags? Mm. You, at times, have to pause because you carry a heavy load. You mm-hmm. can't walk as fast as you can. or You always have to stop and pause. And, and so I always say, picture that. Picture mm-hmm. that you're carrying all of this load and you just can't take it anymore, and you just have to stop. So it puts a pause on your ultimate goal as well. Um, and so many women who are like that, I can do it all. I'm scared. Asking help. Okay, gradually, let's just delegate one or two tasks. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to ask for help. Typically, they're the ones who, who are the go-to person. Yes. Um, so to shift that role is yes. hard. So it has to be done gradually. Yes. And and it's funny because as you even say that, like, it took me a while to ask for help, even from, mm-hmm. you know, my my sister friends, you know, because they always be like, mm. you know, Key, do you need help? And I'm like, no, I got it. But, you know, it's yes. like deep down inside. I'm like, man, like I can use help. But again, like you said, understanding where that fear comes from. And then I think partially yes. that part of that fear is like, you know, but is it going to be done how I want it to be done? And I, mm-hmm. you know what? So I'm just going to do it myself because I don't know. But you you know what I mean? But that's yet right. that, that's making me feel overwhelmed and stressed. <laughs> I know it does. It does. And there's always, you can't measure perfection, right? There's no such, you can't, perfection Mm -hmm. is not objective, Mm -hmm. but you can measure progress that you can measure. You can say, you know, I've done this better or you, you, there's always objective data when it comes to showing progress Mm that you can, you can just easily do that, whether it be fitness and now I can run two miles before I was able only to run one mile. But perfection, when you seek perfection, perfection, where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I tell you, like, we, it's not perfect. What does that mean? Um, so, but always stick to the progress. At least, at least you're evolving, you're transforming, you're making progress. That's what's key mm-hmm. um, as well. So going back to your point, well, if I do it, it's going to be perfect. Well, what does that mean? Yes. What, you know, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So we have to be very careful with that um, understanding of, trying to grasp everything has to be perfect in the world of business you will face challenges there are going to be mistakes and there are lessons learned the mistakes are are needed and we have to learn from it 
as well. And you know, we just, I could just listen a lot of mistakes in businesses, but lessons learned. Yeah, lessons learned. It didn't work, right? You mm-hmm. look at mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs and, and especially successful business owners, top brands, and they'll show you they have gone through a lot of challenges. But guess what? They keep going. You just keep you keep going. Yeah. So then even in that sense, Leslie, it sounds like it's a lot more um, reframing, too, with your mindset on how you speak about a situation. So like you said, Mm -hmm. I I can't focus on the perfection. I have to look at the progress. So what have I done from this to this? Like, how can I how can I get a little more progress or make it a little better, you know, but again, continuing to look at the progress and not necessarily, okay, what didn't I hit or what, you know what I mean? And being so hard exactly. on oneself. Exactly. Yeah. The reframing. I like the way you were that it's, it's actually, it's very true. It's very helpful as well. Mm-hmm. When you reframe it and have that mindset where you look at the progress and you track progress, it does come to, to you with your self confidence and level of motivation. Yeah. And and I know another statistic out here says 90 percent of startups, it's it's a fail. But I was like, aren't successful. Like I'm rewording it (laughs) like aren't Mm -hmm. successful, because, again, I think if you focus on what didn't work, you will look at it as a failure and not necessarily being like "Mm, that just didn't work for me. Like, how can you know, how can I do it a little differently or, you, you know, so. I'm pretty sure you have those individuals, too, who have tried maybe several different types of, of business ventures. How do you work that out with them for them to get out of their own head to be like, I'm a failure, you know, because this right. didn't work? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Now, that's a good point. And one one way that I emphasize, I mean, I often emphasize initially is what is your why? Because mm-hmm. if you're chasing the money, it's yeah. short term. It's going to be short term. I don't need to be sarcastic, but you can mm-hmm. you can make money. You can get another job, two or three jobs. You can make money. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're only chasing the money, it's it's short term. So what is what is your why? And before I did not pay a, a lot of attention about that. Right, I wasn't mm-hmm. really so clear on, okay, of course, you know, you understand what your why is and your core values, but as you're in business, you need to have that why bigger than you. You can be mm-hmm. priority, but your why should be bigger than you because that's what's going to keep you focused. Uh, just even think about, let's say, at times, we, okay, we're, we're going to be on a fitness plan, and when you have an accountability partner mm-hmm. who's waiting for you at the gym at a certain time, trust and believe you will more likely be there uh, <laughs> because it's not about you. You don't want to let the other person down, right? Mm-hmm. And so when your why is bigger than you, it will keep you in check and it will keep you motivated throughout those challenges. Um, so who knows if that's one of the main reasons why many businesses fail, but mm. I do find that the money tends to be the main why often, and that's a step that I do or exercise that I do with people. Okay, when I speak to my ladies, what, what's your what's your why? Hmm. What is it? What is your 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 why? And is it bigger than you? 
Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. And like you said, it, it can start off with, with focusing on you because, you know, you do this really well, right? You have a degree right. in this and education in this. Um, people right. say you should do this. But okay, but beyond that point, what what what's that bigger motivation for you to keep going? Exactly. So I exactly. like Exactly. I like that. Yeah, and have that written down when <laughs> moments when these moments mm. come and you second guess yourself, have have your why mm. written down on your phone, screenshot it. It has to be visible mm. everywhere. Mm. It's so important. It is so important. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now, Leslie, like, because, you know, you hear the stories of, of these people right. in these Fortune 500 um, at these Fortune 500 companies with these high-level positions um, and these brands that are, are are bigger than what they probably imagined it to be. And they, you know, do things like take their own life and things of that nature. Yeah. What, what do you feel are some of the leading causes of those issues? I do feel, which, which overlaps with many causes overall when it comes to mental health is the shame. Mm. I do feel the shame and I I feel it's more it's more intense because you're not supposed to have any type of problems when you're making millions of dollars and yeah. you are head of a right a fortune mm-hmm. five hundred. Yeah. How how is it that you have problems? How is it that you have mental health challenges or facing depression? Um, so everyone, right there, the go-to person. Um, so there's a lot of shame to come forward and say, listen, I'm, I'm not well. I'm, I need help. So I do feel that is a huge, and that just overall a cost just to seek help and to express uh, or self-disclose that they're just not feeling themselves or they know that they need some help and express that vulnerability. Uh, it's all connected to shame. Mm. to shame and it might be even more intense with the status that you hold as a business owner um high achieving ceo mm-hmm. yeah wow that's and it's crazy. isolating too it's, it's a yeah. very isolating position to be in mm. wow yeah i feel like yeah. i read something like when people are entrepreneurs or in those high level um, positions that they feel like they can't talk to other people because they don't understand. Right. So I know I right. feel like I read they, that a whole lot. They don't. They don't understand. Um, and also, as far as with with the shame as well. And right. Mm-hmm. So people, if they're speaking to someone um, outside of the level of an entrepreneurship or someone who's an executive about their vulnerabilities, they won't. Maybe the response would be, but how is it possible? You have a beautiful home, a beautiful mm, family, you have a yeah. great job. Um, and so many people may not be responsive to that. Mm. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Na- and now, Leslie, we, we always encourage people, right, to have your business plan, outlining your mission and your vision, um, productivity goals, um, income level goals, um, right. What all these things, but can we talk about how important it is for people to also develop a mental wellness plan as well? Um, yes, yes. And, and just maybe uh, what are some of the benefits as well as 
um, giving them maybe tips and suggestions to add things to this plan, mm-hmm. you know, cause I don't want people to be like, what? Like I just wrote this like 50 page business plan. Now you telling me, but it's like your mental wellness plan can only like, it can only be one page. Like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be this That's drawn out right. elaborate thing either. Um, That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. I, I do home. Well, I give homework my clients who know me, know mm-hmm. that if you come to see Leslie, get ready to do some homework. <laughs> and one homework is creating your mental wellness plan. And um, you know, I'll just give a brief overview. Mm-hmm. Uh, one point that I touched on earlier is to identify your why, right? Mm-hmm. What is your why? Mm-hmm. The other point is to make sure that wh- whoever's on your team is someone who is taking care and looking out for your mental health as well. And so basically your mental wellness is about you making Mm -hmm. sure that your mindset is ready and that your mindset will be taken care of. And what is your to-do list and what will be your resources and tools when you face challenges and when you cannot meet the expectation of your business plan. Mm -hmm. And so keeping in check of who, what your why is, who will support you, um, what are your core values and how is your life in alignment with your core values? And if it's not, what is it that you need to do? Um, so just briefly, those are areas and, and topics that we discuss when creating your uh, mental wellness plan. And then your time, like when you have your calendar is filled with doctor's appointments or other obligations, but mm-hmm. where is your me time? Let's pull out your calendar, whether it be your phone or your journal. And when can you schedule time for yourself? If you know that you take, uh, let's say the holidays, you know, every year you take this time, let's just block it. Let's just block it right now. So very mm-hmm. be proactive with your time and your self-care. Um, but yeah, it's personalized to every individual's needs, but that complements your business plan because uh, many resources, and there are many resources I hear, out here in New York for business owners, women business owners in particular, but it also emphasizes on how to build your business, right? Uh-huh. But I focus on the business owner. I, I mm-hmm. need to focus on the business owner so this can yeah. be business mechanic can be successful. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's just an overview on how I work with my clients in building a mental wellness plan. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, even looking at the business owner as the foundation, right? Because we want a solid foundation Always. in order to build on top of. So you're helping that business owner become solid. Um, just mentally because as they build we want a sturdy foundation so when we continue to build and pressures come um, situations come deadlines come you're able to manage all of that so again reinforcing it is it is important for them to have somebody um, you know uh, whether it be a therapist um, that they they touch base with you know, just to have a have a check in on how how they're doing and making sure they're practicing that self care, like you said. Mhm, it's true. And and what comes out often when creating this plan, I find that many of my clients discover other strengths that they not they did not know they were not aware of it. That's number one. Mm. That can be incorporated into their business plan. Um, and yes, and the other is the taking time, just really taking time away from all the business mechanics and take time for themselves uh, because the day often is consumed with 
serving others, and this is a plan that will serve you. Who, what, where, how is this going to nourish you physically, mentally, spiritually? So this will be about you as well. Mm, I like it. I like it. Now, Ms. Leslie, yes. can you share with us how, how are you keeping yourself well? You know, having a private practice, people under you, yes. and, you know, you serving other people, helping them. <laughs> it's so. a good point. <laughs> it's, I have a good team. I have to really acknowledge family and friends. I have a very mm-hmm. small circle. Uh, but I can always count on them. And, of course, there are times I need help and I hesitate. But guess what? When I ask, it's delivered. Mm. It's always no problem. When do you need it? Mm. And I also have them to hold me accountable when are you taking time off. <laughs> and you know, they keep me in check. So having my tribe and making sure that I get support from them as well. Um, having my, my alone time to recharge. Mm. We're always pouring, pouring to others so having my alone time so I do a lot of um, activities whether it be reading and at times you know self-care for me is also part of my job I can't see myself not doing this work right Mm. or helping others so Mm. it is part of my self-care as well I can't be removed from it too long because I will Mm. get stressed out if I can't do what I love to do (laughs) (laughs) yeah Okay. Yeah, so that's a great question. Yes, yes. (laughs) And then um, before we uh, head off, uh, talking a little bit about just how important sleep is, too, as an entrepreneur, and when you don't get it, how that affects our um, mental health, because many people are like, oh, sleep is for the week. And you know know what I mean? Like, I'm out here grinding. So, you know, I ain't got to do that two years from now, 10 years from now, whatever, but how important sleep is and what it does when we don't get it and how it affects um, us being entrepreneurs. Oh, yes. No, sleep for me, is, and I should should have answered <laughs> that question before, that is part of my self-care. Sleep is very <laughs> important for me. <laughs> Lack of sleep affects decision-making, mm-hmm. and you don't want that when you're running a business. Um, and overall, just in your life, Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I've never, you have to have some type of sleep pattern. And of course, sometimes we have to be flexible. There are times we will lose right. sleep because there are projects that we have to um, complete and mm-hmm. deadlines, but it, it should not be a habit. And it depends on what your sleeping pattern is. I mean, often I also hear, okay, well, you have a lot of people who need to wake up before 6 a.m. It depends on what when are you a productive? We're all productive at different times of the day mm-hmm. as well. So, no, I <laughs> don't compromise your sleep at all. It needs to because the body is so it, it's so smart, right? Mm-hmm. But I would say the body always wins. And when you are running your body constantly, constantly with no rest, your immune system mm-hmm. will be compromised. And trust me, your body is going to shut you down whether you like yeah. it or not because you're not taking care of it. So guess what? Okay, now you have a sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, guess what? You're on a rush and you're not paying attention. You trip and fall and you have a fracture. That's your yeah. body saying, oh, no, mm-hmm. we're going to rest right now. So, yeah, you, you need to reju- rejuvenate and make sure that sleep is priority. It's, it's part of your self-care as well. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that. Yeah. You know, I don't. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. And can you let our listeners know how they can connect with you? Sure. 
Sure. So on social media, you can follow me at Counseling Space, or one word. Uh, my website is www.counselingpc.com, and my email is info at counselingpc.com. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ms. Leslie, for coming on and Thank sharing you. your knowledge. So I truly appreciate it, and you are doing some great, great work here. So keep living in your purpose. Thank you, and I appreciate you having this platform for us to talk about the importance of mental health and spreading the awareness. So I'm honored thank to you. be a guest. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, so thank you so much. And we'll be right back after this. Hello. Thank you guys for tuning back in. And so I just want to thank my beautiful guest, Leslie Garcia, for just sharing her knowledge on women and entrepreneurship. But I feel like the information that was shared can go towards anybody. So man or woman who are entrepreneurs, because it was information shared that we all need. And even if you're not an entrepreneur, like, honestly, I feel like you still need to have a mental wellness plan yourself. So I'm just so grateful for her sharing her knowledge on that. And so before we cut off, we're going to end with our wellness tip. And so our wellness tip for this week will be take time for you. And so keeping in mind the hustle and bustle of the day and the week and, you know, um, running our businesses or, or working our nine to fives, taking care of our families, but to keep in mind to take time for you. So the hashtag for this wellness tip will be hashtag take time and then the number four and then the letter U. So until next time, you guys be well. Peace. Hey, TC listeners, don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast. It can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And don't forget to connect with me on social media, on Instagram at The Evolving Chair, Facebook, The Evolving Chair, Twitter at The Evolving Chair without the R, and my new email address, podcast at theevolvingchair.com. So send in your questions if you are interested in being a guest or want to be on the chair with Lakeisha.